Hey guys, welcome back again to the Wellside Podcast. My name is Andre, and uh, I'm here again to talk about what it's like to follow Jesus in a post-Christian culture. Today's episode is again here back at home in my office with my wife, Leah. Hi, everyone. And uh, we're just enjoying another morning here talking about some stuff and wanted to think out loud to you guys about a subject that's especially close to us, uh, and that is being young and growing up and how do we navigate these kind of two questions. Uh, The reason that this question is kind of more specifically closer to us is because basically as long as we've been married, right, we've been somehow involved in youth ministry or young adult ministry or always surrounded by young people. Although we ourselves are still kind of young people, but not the same generation as the people we hang out with a lot. Yeah. And it's, we've had a lot of relationships with people, um, kind of outside of our season of life. Like a lot of people who are, who are, or were single or younger siblings. So we spent a lot of time with them. We still do. After we got married and it it was a specific way God kind of kept us around the younger generation for a longer period of time. Right. Right. And, uh, I think that what that does is it forces you as an older person to think about what it means to be older and what it means to be younger and how do I relate to people because it's very, it's a lot easier to relate to people of your own generation. You don't really realize you, you just, just kind of grow more together. In, you have a lot more in common. You're, you're in the same world, yeah. yeah. Uh, but and I, I think for me especially, I hang out with people way younger than me, but I also hang out with people way older than me. So you're constantly having to kind of think about what it means to be growing up, what it means to be my age and you know, embracing getting older, embracing staying young in a certain way. And I think that as Christians, it's a really important subject to think about. And it's something that we don't actually, you know, you don't hear sermons about um, the value of youth and the value of getting older. Like it's a yeah. subject that's not like conventionally a subject that we pause and think out loud about. Yeah. But the reason that it's so relevant is because we live in a culture, first of all, you know, Life life in our culture always influences us. And mm-hmm. we live in a culture, first of all, that is worshiping youth, right? Yeah. So um, American women, how much do you think? I did some research. Let's, mm-hmm. let's guess. Um, in their lifetime, on average, how much do American women spend on looking younger? A lot. You want to take a guess? In just, terms just, of thousands of dollars yeah, per yeah. year, so like per month. One woman in her lifetime, oh. uh, on average, how much is she spending? Um, or you can take another guess. If, if lifetime is too hard of a guess, how much does the average American woman spend on her face every day? Um, in terms of dollars. Yeah, obviously. Probably like $10 a day, $5 a day on makeup. Yeah, it ranges between 8 and 12. Yeah, I'm pretty close. Yeah. I wonder how that compares to how much you spend on I mean, groceries a, or food. It's not a bad thing. I mean, people should take care of their face. I don't think They it's... should. <laughs> I'm not saying they shouldn't, but I'm just saying that's a lot of money. Yeah, a day? It is. Adds $8 a... a day. So the average household probably spends like $5 a day on electricity or something. Yeah, like, yeah. So when you, talk, when you compare it to other things... So the average woman in her lifetime will spend a quarter of a million dollars. Oh my goodness. $250,000 on looking younger. 
Okay, but not to be extra, but let's just talk about Esther and spending three years solely dedicated to beautifying things and perfumes and facial oils. <laughs> they spent and three years of their life. a perverse Babylonian culture. Right. Not that that's a good thing, but I'm saying like... It's I not think a good thing. Every, every generation is into looking a certain way and spending yes. money on... Before we leave Esther, we often... Be- we, we, we like baptize Esther's story. It's actually like a scandalous... Yeah scandalous story and even Esther is portrayed as this moral person she was she was not. a compromiser no um but okay okay before we move away from the dollars so yeah so $250,000 per woman in America on looking younger uh the worldwide budget for anti-aging the worldwide budget for anti-aging in 2019 was 53 billion dollars probably a lot of that was because of that face app where it makes you look old and people got freaked out and started getting surgeries well 2018 2018 it was 50 billion so three billion dollars from one year to the next and it's continued to growing it's like the projections are it continues to grow so like basic basic thing is we live in a culture that is obsessed with being younger and a, a culture that does not have a it doesn't seem like our culture has any perspective on um aging in terms of like valuing right. older and you know valuing wisdom, valuing maturity, valuing older people, um, I think that I, I just think that what like one of the things that really rubs me the wrong way is all these like it, numerous you know cases where the New York Times will run a story on the eight year old who made a video at the public library or like made a documentary confronting the um, baby boomer generation for polluting the world and leaving their generation a messed up earth like and and all these old people are gathering around this stupid little child and saying (laughs) repenting oh my gosh such wisdom flows Mm, from your mouth it's like our culture is totally backwards our culture is upside down and one of the things that is just a fact is we are obsessed with with youth we're obsessed with staying younger and um, as Christians, that inevitably will bleed into how you think and feel and value and build your life. So we have to pause and think about it out loud. So just thinking in our own lives, maybe uh, in the in the church around us, what are some ways that people uh, approach the question of staying young and getting older? Uh, what are some ways that people misapproach this subject? Well, there's so many ways. I think the world is just scrambling to stay younger, look younger, act younger, kind of stay relevant. And I think the leading people of that is Hollywood and all their cosmetic surgery. And and there's, there's one aspect, one aspect, one aspect of it is that, you know, the physical looking good and trying to look younger or, or, you know, wrinkle free. And then there's the other side of it is, staying relevant and feeling like young people think you're cool or want to listen to you and the world has their stuff and then the church has like all these like youth centered church programs that are trying to keep the youth and be cool and the pastor who has a v-neck long v-neck 50 year old pastor with a v-neck and ripped jeans tight (laughs) jeans and converse and you're like way too old to be wearing that but there you are looking like a clown and and it, there's just this everyone wants to be 
So Everyone wants someone to look at you and think, oh, how old are you? And guess younger. Yeah. Because of how you look and act. And it's just so, so there's two, two opposites, right? Two extremes here, right? Extreme number one, we idolize youth and we all try to stay young indefinitely in a, a variety of silly ways. Yeah. Uh, extreme number two, we hate youth. We hate young people. We think they're ridiculous and dumb and they're a burden yeah. and annoying and... We don't know what to do with them. We just wish that they weren't there, right? So, like, I think specifically if we think in our church community, church culture, Christian culture, there's two extremes. And that extreme kind of goes out to the world around us. But, Mm -hmm. like, first of all, talking about disliking youth culture, I think um, a lot of – there's this, like, there's this typical, oh, teenagers, right? And, like, adults rolling their eyes at teenagers and throwing their arms up and saying – what do we do with these teenagers? As yeah. if, like, teenagers are, like, the worst thing since the plague yeah. hit the earth. And um, there's, like, basically, a like, a despising view of youth. Like, youth yeah. are dumb, youth are a burden, youth are shallow, and youth are rebellious, youth uh, don't, don't have any, you know, they don't listen, um... Just a lot of blaming. And pop culture is all stupid, evil, worthless. Yeah. Now, a lot of pop culture is right. stupid, evil, and worthless. That is true. Yeah. But there's this, like, there's a prideful despising and scoffing of, like, ugh, you know, youth culture. Yeah. Um, so there's that side. And I think a lot of parents, even in their mid to late 30s who are getting into that, and again, we are, we don't, we have never parented teenagers. Right. Uh, we, our kids are four and three so we can't say that we know we don't know but whatever your stage of life is to look at teenagers and say oh they're they're ridiculous and they're the worst that's false they're selfish and lazy and you know if it could be true there are a lot of young people who they are that but to have this negative general um like oh millennials they're just kind of a just looking down from it's well, like a superiority thing where, you know, they are so much worse. They are not capable and they're ruining our society. Yeah. So I think in conservative media, like outside the church, conservative media will be like um, making fun of the stupid millennial kids who are entitled. They want free college. They want to protest everything and they're dumb. Okay. Yes, that's true. But you, uh, it is very hypocritical for the older generation to look at the younger generation and despise them because your the kids. older generation made the younger yeah, generation. Yeah, your kids. So they're your kids. This is your country, your culture that you made. So you did something to make this happen. Yeah. Right? So that's hypocritical and it's imbalanced. So, and then we have the other side where you have churches that are just, they just want to be hip and cool and that's how we attract. We want, we want to attract the young people Old people are annoying, boring, slow, uh, backwards. Um, the, the pastors need to dress a certain way. The music needs to be... Like, everything needs to be geared at young people. Yeah. Um, but not only that. I feel like people hitting the family life um, oftentimes struggle with embracing family life. Right. Uh, kids, house, work. Like, 
you don't have the freedom that you had before to be staying out till midnight with your friends, watching a movie or just like doing stuff that you used to do. And so, yeah, take there's being this up like, all night with three puking kids that you gave birth to, at, you know, waking up and needing your coffee doesn't exactly scream young and alive. Like it doesn't make you feel cool. Right. So like we have this tension like of people as we enter this family life. And I think we've kind of experienced this like processing. What does it mean to get older? What does it mean to embrace different stages in life? And what does it mean for us to retain like a healthy energy? Yeah. And yet still um, embrace this piece of life right now. So yeah, but in general, there is this desire to mimic the early 20-something culture thinking that they're way cooler and that we want to be like them. And if we're not like them, then... We're not having as much fun. Yeah, and we are... And it's actually a belief that getting older and moving into a more settled-down life of family and work and building um, building a life, building a society, rooting down, is the end like it's boring and it sucks and it's not exciting yeah so there's this tug of you're married and you have kids and yet you're still all over the place and you still act like you're 22 or you're trying to be you know yeah so there's two extremes that we fall into living in like this cultural moment so Biblically speaking, how do we think about this? How do we uh, cultivate a biblical perspective of youth and aging? What are some of the things that the Bible says about these things? I feel like just a a big theme, like in Proverbs and other books, it says every season is has its every season has there's beauty in youth, and then there's beauty in aging, and there's wisdom, and in it it says seek wisdom and that and it comes with age and honor and respect the wisdom that comes with aging the growing into the older generation and becoming fathers from mm-hmm. from youth into fatherhood and in um youth is definitely praised right so like numerous passages in the bible will talk about the energy and blessing of youth right um the the excitement of being young um the ability to live and to endure and to take on a lot of things and these things are praised right but also constantly the book of proverbs is directing the youth on a path of wisdom of searching for wisdom of growing up of embracing maturity because the other the flip side of the youth is that the youth is a naive and shallow and immature. There's a lot of warnings to the young people. Yeah, there's a lot of warnings to young people because they have a lot of energy, but they're naive about the way the world works. And when we are young, part of the reason we're so young and free and excited about everything is because we're kind of naive about life, about how ugly life can get, about Mm -hmm. how painful life can be, how scary life can be. We're also naive about what true joy looks like, Yeah. what, what it means to be really happy, Uh, what it means to be confident in yourself and confident in whatever God has called you to do, comfortable with the life he's given you, right? Yeah. So there's two sides to that. And and then the age is often portrayed, like growing up into wisdom is like this rich, it's a richness, right? right? Yeah. Um, In Proverbs, the family life, the wife and the husband cultivating the household and multiplying 
you know, their family and their, their fruit, their labors. Like there's like a beauty and a wonder yeah. to that, the process mm-hmm. constantly, like the spotlight is put on that. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a hard time embracing that piece. We have a hard time um, being, uh, pursuing, actively pursuing the maturity and, and wonder of getting older yeah. and, and becoming more fruitful in life. Yeah. I think that's what our culture, our culture tells us that getting older is like the end and being young is like the solution. Staying young as much as you can, as many surgeries and as much makeup and as much like you, you want to live the young and free life. But our culture doesn't understand, doesn't have a concept of wisdom and maturity. Yeah. There's no concept of that. So in God's world, God calls us to pursue and embrace the process of cultivating wisdom and maturity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Um, kind of feeding into the next question then, how does, like, what are some maybe pathways or some, uh, habits that Christian people in the culture should try to cultivate? Um, how, how can the church learn kind of healthy perspectives and healthy habits of approaching young, being young or young people and maturity and age? and wisdom i guess just looking at our life and like the time of the young you know pre-marriage just that time is so beautiful and wonderful and fun and exciting and it had its moment and there there i never liked when people are like oh that was not that time was nothing now like there every moment god every season is beautiful and right enjoy it when you're in it and make amazing memories and in the young time of our lives was really really fun and I love to remember I love to think back on how rich and beautiful it was and then the new se- like every new season ought to be embraced ought yeah. to be exciting ought to be something that we just embrace knowing that there's new beauty that God is gonna show us and grow us in and yeah. um I think that's hard for people I think it's either of trying to elongate your early 20s and just stay in that and like, no, we're not going to have ki- – we're not like, first of all, putting off marriage or if they get married, putting off having kids because that's not – we just want to travel. We want to explore. We want to have this time and that not, that, that can't – that isn't necessarily wrong, but it can easily become this like we want to preserve Preserve that something time. that we don't really know what it is and what's the point of it. Because we perceive that having kids and then everything starts, that's the other side of the wall where there's no fun. Right. Um, and I think... Well, and that kind of connects to a culture of everlasting youth, which is like, you know, in the Peter Pan story. Yeah. Neverland, at first it's kind of cool, but then it becomes this like... Dark this, place. This dark curse. Like, it's a bunch of kids that are not kids. Like, they're really old, but they're still kids in their mind. Their maturity is still, like, a childlike thing. And it's actually, like, a scary, distorted picture. Right. Because you are meant to grow up. Yeah. You are not meant to stay young. The beauty of being young is only, it only... It's only beautiful... In its time. On the path of getting older. Right. If it's indefinite, then it loses its beauty and becomes this like dark twisted curse where in the bible one of the curses on god's people is when the young people are exalted and teaching the older yeah the, which the, is our culture today yeah like that's yeah. exactly what it is i think the other thing 
and to, to add to that is the church needs to build healthy relationships between generations. But the only way that that works is when the generations are embracing the maturity of their season. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. So that's one of the things that I think we're kind of realizing from like youth and young adult ministry. Like I love to be around young people, yeah. but I'm not going to kid myself thinking that I am one of them in this sense. Like in right. a sense, I'm one of them because I want to retain the energy, uh, the joy, the enthusiasm of being young. I want to retain that. Yeah. But I also, young people don't need a bunch of adults acting like young people. Right. Young people need adults who show what it's like to grow up and to enjoy that growing up process because the fact is that when you grow in biblical wisdom and maturity like god takes you on a journey and joy multiplies you you become richer you become more more happy and more satisfied in all the different seasons of life like you know it's just crazy to think like we in our, in a lot of our friends are in the same stage where it's like you're having kids, you're like, you know, house, work, all these bills and like responsibilities and these challenges. Like we're more tied down and we're working harder than we've ever worked. But life is so much more beautiful than it's ever been. I would yeah. never go back to my early 20s right now. Like yeah. this is so like 20s were amazing. Or, I mean, I'm still in the late 20s, but like yeah. the early, early 20s, 20s, the early years of being married and just the two of us and mm-hmm. like doing whatever we wanted. That was so much fun. Yeah. But I would never go back. This is so much more wonderful. Right. The the joy of discovering the gospel more, the joy of learning to follow Christ more more deeply, um the joy of learning to love people more effectively. Like I love this. And young people don't need us to just say young people suck and you need to grow up. They also don't need us to say, man, growing up is so boring and you have such an amazing life being young. Enjoy being young. No, no. They need older people who say, youth is a blessing. Enjoy your youth, but also come and grow Look at all this that you have to look forward to. Look at all this beauty. Like, I've been where you are, and I remember how fun it was. And it was great. Go have fun. Encouraging them to go spend time with their friends. Go on trips. Go on camping stuff. Like, go do all the things. Because I remember the time, and it was amazing. But... Also, you have so much to look forward to. Look at the life we're living, and it's hard. Like, we don't need to shy away from saying, oh, marriage can be hard and, and financial strain. and Like, you know, kids are yeah. very hard. Like, they don't shy away they, from they, they ought to see that. That's why with our, with our small group and our youth group, like, our kids are all always with us, and we're juggling f- four little kids and trying to lead group, and it's it can be challenging, but I think it's so healthy for our young people to be around us and see that and and to say, yeah, it's hard, but look at the joy that there is. Look at the blessing that God has prepared in that season. And I think we ought to, it's almost our, our responsibility to beautify it and show what a glory there is in it for the young people to want to step into that. Because a lot of people, you hear that they don't have people in their life who are married and happy. They, they yeah. see a lot of... A lot of married people who are, who are just, just sad and miserable. Their life is over and they kind of regret getting married and they don't, they don't really want kids and they don't really have friends and they don't socialize and... It's our job to bring them along and say, this is the path. Keep going. And there is more and more glory in in adulthood. And I think that's the privilege of being around a lot of younger people. You yeah. get to show them. You get to point a flashlight and say, there is so much goodness awaiting you if you have the right mindset. Enjoy yeah. your young life, but also come along into this adult 
maturity. Right. And that's why I think as, and it moves fast. Like, don't be yeah. afraid. For, your life is going to move fast. You're like in early 20s, whatever, but pursue marriage, yeah. pursue dating, get to know somebody, take it seriously. Yeah. Like love and marriage and family and kids and job, like all this stuff is just like life just unfolds with one, with joy. If you're following Christ in the middle of all of it, if you are seeking to glorify him and, and, and be a part of his kingdom and his work in the world, like it's just, it's amazing. So church, I think church culture needs to embrace the process of growth and wisdom and maturity. Enjoy right where you are and, and, and uh, push people into, push young people, especially into that process of growth and maturity. Always putting the next foot in front of them. Like right. don't get caught up with just pausing you know, like, I feel like we are in a time when, like, the 20s have, like, are just being stretched out. And yeah. it's, like, this indefinite, like, well, I'm just going to enjoy myself right now. It just becomes this, like, pointless, long roller coaster ride that completely loses its meaning, you know? Yeah. The 20s are to enjoy, but the yeah. 20s are also to build and to move forward, yeah. grow, develop. It's a season to pass through. Yeah. It's not a season to sit in. Right, right. And I, yeah, and I think it's, we just have this unique privilege to be around a lot of young people. And I think we both just really enjoy young people and the, the young people that are in my life and the relationships I've built. I truly enjoy, I'm really right. thankful for our friendship because I enjoy their, their um, energy and their personality and their... It's a huge blessing. To it's be just, it's a lot of fun. Ministry, I, young adult ministry. I so really enjoy it. We connect on a lot of things and even like, you know, pop culture. I mean, you're both into a lot more things, lot more things like cultural movies and music. And, and it's not that we are like, oh, we're young, we're in youth ministry. We've got to stay relevant. It, it just truly interests us. We're into a lot of the shows and the. And the things that, that are happening in the world that are kind of captivating the young people. And I think that causes us to connect more naturally to the young people. But also, we don't shy away from our life. Like, when I spend time with Being older. the young the young girls in my life, I'm like, come over. I'm going to fold laundry and deal with the kids, but we'll talk and we'll have some coffee together. Like, it's inviting them into my life and connecting with them, but also um, showing them a way into, the, into their future. And actually showing that you think that what you have is better than what they have. Right, and I don't want to be cool and try to be young, like, I'm content where I am, and this is amazing, too, and I and showing them that, and I think that pe- young people want those relationships where they kind of have a person or a group of people where they say, like, I'm here and I'm young, but that's where I'm going, and I, wanna, I want right. what they have. I because want if all you have is family. older generations who say, grow up, stupid kids, yeah, they're not going to want to grow up into that. Right. Like, yeah. who wants to grow up into that? You know, boring, grouchy, condescending. Right. You know? Um, but I think as a church, we need to learn to build cross generational relationships. Like for me, hanging out with younger people makes me really appreciate the, the, the process more like I, I, I'm so glad I am where I am in life. I love coming home to the craziness of the kids and the bedtime routine. And like, I don't care that I don't get to be out late every, every night. night like that's not yeah. even I don't even want to do that and it's not like I'm getting old and boring no this yeah. is way more exciting than yeah. that yeah I think one of the things that kind of happens with a, a person who is younger and just entering into that family life is they want to try to hold on 
to that youth. And so that you'll see things like they're having kids, but then they're leaving their kids a bunch because they, they can't give up the hobbies that they cling to in their earlier life. And they can't fathom the idea of, I'm going to have to let go of maybe a all job or maybe all my all fun, my fun all my interests, stay, like, like you, unhealthy habits. And, and they, they don't want to embrace like, well, I have a kid now. I got to go home at nine and put him to bed. Like, or it's just seven thirty. Yeah, it's just this like ugh, shrinking away from that. So they try to maintain that I'm just young and free, and I have a right. bunch of kids, but it's fine. I can still handle. Um, and I'm not saying like have kids and just your life is over. Like no. we still do a lot of things, and we try to be everywhere with our kids. But I see this holding on to like yeah, I'm in family life, but I can have it all. I'm still young. Like you know, listening to a lot of that music or doing some of the dumb things that the young people are doing that they really ought not to be doing because you're, you're you're a parent now don't Grow be up. don't be don't be but doing the I same thing behind things. that is just just taking a step back and saying man this thing that we're doing building a family and raising kids this is amazing yeah i want to be all into this embracing it rather than like i'm gonna have it's kids, not a burden it's not a curse i i'm more interested in all these other things that I I did before I had kids, so I'm gonna try to keep doing all that, and have have it both. It's like enter into with confidence, step into this new season and embrace it. Don't try to keep one foot in the other season, and because you're scared to let it go. Like God is gonna do amazing things in another season. Don't be afraid to let go of things. Like God has given you a new job, embrace it. And I yeah. think it takes faith for that. And I think I guess speaking from a from a girl mom perspective, I think it's it's hard for people. Settle down, but yeah. not settle down in the sense that get boring and stop doing fun things. Yeah. Settle down in the sense that embrace the richness of this season of and adulthood. the complexity of it. Yeah. Adulthood is complicated and it but because it's complicated, it's also deeper in joy and yeah. richness yeah. if you're growing in wisdom. But if you're becoming an adult who is not growing in wisdom and maturity, you're just becoming like an oversized kid, and that's a curse. Yeah, and nobody likes that. That's the that's kind of adulthood ugly. that is a curse. Right. That is boring. Yeah. You know? uh, so I think th- part of that also is most of the people probably listening to this are like below 40. And yeah. I, I think that one of the things that we, all of us kind of growing up, need to learn, if you understand this, you start to understand that you, you, you shouldn't take yourself too seriously. And you should always look at like older people and just kind of listen more carefully. It's not that, you know, you don't know anything and that, you know, you're just dumb. No, like we grow and we learn, but also just realize in five years, you're going to look back at yourself and you'll be like, wow, I didn't understand a lot. Like, and just know that now and kind of embrace that process of, of developing. Um, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take yourself too um, in a, you know, embracing your perspective right now. This is how I think. And everybody else, you know, is wrong, but listen more carefully, look around, listen more carefully to people who are older, listen to more carefully to people who have had experiences that you have not had open yourself up and kind of receive ask a lot of questions yeah be open-minded um be let it weigh on you that there's so much you don't know yeah always there's so much you don't know and and let that be a bigger thing on your mind rather than what you do know and what you're convicted of and that's probably one of the biggest problems with youth culture today is that there is no curiosity there's just uh, our pop culture has given the young people the microphone and made yeah. them the wise men right and they don't know anything. 
They don't so, know what they don't know, so, so they're not right, asking but questions. Right, but they're not, yeah. The worst thing for you as a young person to be is a young person who doesn't ask questions and isn't growing. Because that's when you're stuck. Yeah. That's where you're not going anywhere. You know, yeah. And that's when you, you can't grow up, but you also can't give anything to people below you who are growing up. So if we were to wrap it up into a couple of practical points, and that is um, love and appreciate youth, but also equally love and appreciate the process of aging and growing in maturity and wisdom. And you have to embrace both. Yeah, You have to embrace the movement of life. Right. And if you're someone who I think a lot of people have young single people in your life, I think as a, as parents and as married people, don't try to like get down on their level and try to be cool and try to be their friend. Like extend a relationship, invite them in, enjoy into their, your world rather enjoy than trying them. to always go into their world. Enjoy them as as young people, build friendships, and truly be interested in who they are as people. But don't let them bring you down into this immature um, preferences and pop culture and movies and like being like invite them into your world and encourage them up into adulthood rather than trying to be a cool person who's you know, always like, oh, what's the latest thing? I got to try to look a certain way or be a certain way or act a certain way. I think that it's our job to invite young people, not by scoffing at them, look at you, you're being so irresponsible, grow up, but in relationship, in love, opening our homes, opening our hearts to them, noticing them, praising them, encouraging them in their strengths and um, inviting them into adulthood, into the joys of adulthood, showing them the and, way. And the only way that that's going to work is if you yourself are living a life where you're always open and asking questions and growing. And when you have that kind of mindset, then you have a deeper appreciation for growing up and a deeper value for wisdom and maturity. And you have a, a, a deeper kind of humility about yourself. Like, man, I don't really know a lot and I'm growing. And so you, you're able to pass that on to others as well as continue to keep growing in your life rather than being stuck in one season of life right and not only that you're also a young person to someone else you're the younger generation to someone else seek out people who are older than you even maybe five six years older like we're so blessed in our church i have so many older sisters and cousins who are such amazing homemakers they're such amazing moms and i really am inspired by how faithfully and how beautifully they do the kingdom work in their home and you know learn from them ask them questions like Always be full of questions. Always be learning because to someone you're younger and they've come a few steps ahead of you and seek out wisdom from those people constantly. Like give wisdom to the younger people and then seek wisdom from the older people. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much again for listening. If this was beneficial, send it out to a friend or post it on your social media. Uh, Keep in touch with us. We have Facebook page, Instagram. Let us know what you think. If you have any follow-up questions or thoughts, we can address questions on the next episode if you have any anything that you still wanted to ask. And thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Bye.